We're back. The Whiskey Hue, a podcast from three brown startup enthusiasts that pull back the curtain on business, culture, tech, and side pieces. <laughs> Not that type. We're talking esports, e games, cannabis, blockchain, without the bullshit, and most importantly, over whiskey. America calls Clyde Black, Athul Brown, and Anthony somewhere in the confusing middle. With three brothers, oh. various shades of brown, bringing you the latest in tech, <laughs> business, and startups, mixed with a ton of sarcasm. Cue the music. All right, Fred Sanford, come on. Keeping it in, I'm keeping it in. Hey, Leon. <laughs> The drinks are flowing. Welcome to the Whiskey Hue. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How y'all doing this week? All right. Great, man. All right. Yeah. <laughs> another another week in the books, you know, looking for... Uh, uh, Sanity? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't even know what that is anymore. It just disappeared from my brain. This is my, my, my biggest issue I have right now is just trying to figure out, do I order lunch or do I make it right now? Oh, man. You lucky, lucky. <laughs> You know what I'm doing, man? I'm I'm uh, steadily working on my dad bod. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <So> <laughs> I think I've passed that Leonardo DiCaprio level. I'm going. I'm heading towards my new, next goal is Will Ferrell, Anthony Anderson. Oh. That's what I'm oh, trying to look yeah. like by the end of the, like yeah, July first, yeah. man. Challenge Will, accepted, baby. Will Ferrell's doing his thing, man. I didn't know his. What's the production company he has? Like he he he's no idea. Tons of crap right now. Oh, is he? All yeah, right. like, his, his production company's on on a lot of stuff, man. I know he's not hitting the gym though, so <laughs> every picture I've seen, but it's getting bad though, man. But um, I'm like two bags of Cheetos away from being a C cup, man. <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, my God. Anthony still gets man, to do his workouts though. Times. That's right. Listen, I work. I work. I work out. I got to work out in the morning because it gets. It, it's. It's. If I. If I don't work out in the morning now. It just tails yeah. off. The, the, the end of the day, it's just, it's just, it just f you. Who knows? I might crack <laughs> open a drink too early because someone stresses me out, and and then there's no, there's no gym at that point. So I got to do it first thing in the morning. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's hard doing it with these monkeys. Though. I've tried to do seventy five burpees and then with kids hanging off your back, it's just kind of it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I take for runs and do soccer kid. and all that kind of stuff that yeah, they get yeah. into, but yeah, it's not the same. <laughs> yes, a fool means monkeys as his kids, not as uh oh sorry, not, not having the zoological animals up in his house. <laughs> I mean, you know, he is a fan of Michael Jackson, so you never know. <laughs> beat it, girl, beat it. Stop teasing, stop teasing, Jermaine. Uh, well, uh, well, yeah. So, <laughs> so move us along, man. Move you, fellas. <laughs> uh, no, it's been a good week. It's been a lot going on in the marketplace. The market is. Um, I saw today that it's had its best month since 1987. Boom. <laughs> In the middle of a pandemic and crisis. So, um, and unemployment is an all time high, rivaling the Great Depression. So, with that said, you know, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, if you, I, I can't. If you want some insight on that, hit up our other Whiskey Hue 13, right? Was it 13? Episode 13. Uh, we talked yeah. about that. Right? 13, 13, so, hit that yep. up as to why this is happening because there's no end in sight for this, right? So, V-shaped um, recovery, probably not. L, U, W, pick one. Have a recovery. We're gonna have a F-U. Market, so. <laughs> How about an F-O-H recovery? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <F-O-H>. <laughs> no, all right. But, I'm playing. No, no, no. no. So, you know, the markets are all over the place. Businesses are now doing more furloughs. And, you know, now you're thinking about how we're going to recover how they're going to um, eventually come out ways to earn some new revenue sources, 
new revenue streams, how do we cut expenses and get to a place where, you know, two to three years down the line, we're back in business because um, a lot of companies are projecting that 2019 levels won't be back until, you know, three to five years from now. So um, now is the time where people are digging in the digging in the trenches, building relationships, really figuring out ways to develop new business uh, opportunities and streams. And for today's episode, we wanted to spend some time and let Anthony give some expertise on, um, you know, ways to ching the cash register. Boom. Figure out what it, hopefully, you know. But, hey, listen, listen. It's not now. I think what we what, one of the biggest things that I want to look at is that when I've worked with smaller companies who are who are growing, trying to get their business moving, it's really understanding their their revenue model, right? Where do they see their mainstream of revenue coming from? Is that the only way they can see their revenue coming from that one stream or or do they see a mix, right? So I think some of the biggest things that I pay attention to, we all know advertising, right? Mm-hmm. You talked about the previous episode, Clyde, that is, that is usually the typical space where you can generate large sums of cash right away. But one of the things I've paid attention to, especially dealing in the SaaS space um, and also with publishers is looking at revenue models that, of course, fit them. So Nine times out of 10, when it comes down to like the SaaS space, the software space, infrastructure. Software as a service for SaaS. Thank you. Thank you, Clyde. Is uh, <laughs> subscription, the subscription model and licensing, right? Those are my wheelhouse. Subscription model is ultimately, it's almost like a low bar- barrier to entry, right? You set your, your product up in tiered services, a t- in, in, a, in a tiered format, right? Where you offer certain services, particular features within each tier. So usually you have, if you keep it real simple, it's usually three tiers, right? You know, where it's like an intro level for individual users, small company, medium for medium-sized corp, of course, business, as well as enterprise. Different price points that offer different products or offerings and features, right? And that usually keeps a reoccurring revenue stream on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And that's huge, right? You pay for that service, you pay for that upfront, you know your, you know the revenue that you bring in for that month. It's not up and down. It's straightforward. It's paid right away. That person, now the client, on the other hand, has the opportunity to cancel service at any time. But <laughs> that's a tough part, right? And But it's a strong opportunity to grow your business. It's simple. It's straightforward. There are very few nuances unless something happens with the service, an outage or something of that nature. But it's straightforward and it's a strong model. Subscription models are very strong if it's matched with the right business. Right? So what are some of the benefits of going that route versus a transactional service. Well, yeah. So again, so it's, it's guaranteed, it's almost like guaranteed cash, right? It's, it's, it usually is paid right at the beginning of the month. It's, it's in your, it's in the bank. It's there for the whole, the whole, the whole month. The key here is really the, the benefits is are knowing your features and knowing what your offering is and what you have, what you're, what you're receiving on a monthly basis as the client, right? You know that what you're receiving on a monthly basis, you, you know, let's look at almost, as simple, let me pull back and not just say, yeah, no, simple as a, you know, Snowflake. And I mentioned in the previous episode, Snowflake's a, a, a cloud infrastructure system, cloud-based system. They offer certain storage capabilities, certain analytical, anal, anal, excuse me, anal, analytic capabilities on their in their platform, and you know what you're getting at that service. You get number of users, uh, number of access points, certain certain uh, processing speeds of processing information all in within your tier. Now, if your company starts to grow exponentially or slowly, right? 
you need to move up to the next tier. And now you're upgrading your service. Now, now the company has gone from, you know, soft point, you know, just throwing out a number, a thousand dollars per month. And that goes to the next tier, it can go up to five thousand dollars per month. So now you're keeping loyalty of a client, stayed consistent, and now you're upgrading your serve your 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 revenue that you're bringing in. So it's 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 a strong model when it comes down to just consistency. There's very little variability on a week-to-week basis, but it could happen on a month-to-month or quarterly basis, depending on how you set it up. But there's another model that's similar to that. It's like licensing, right? You know, Adobe does it. Microsoft does it. It's you secure the deal for a fixed term as opposed to a month-to-month, right? It's an IP. You get your, you know, access to intellectual property for a year. And sometimes, depending on the terms, you pay up front, pay for the whole month up front. So, it's similar, you know, it's similar models, but you know, a little different. But you know, I prefer, and I think the the smartest play most of the time is uh, a, a SaaS model. And one of the things that I've experienced with those type of models are specifically around scale and growth, right? So the way that it really works um, is what I found in the past is that you it's a loss leader for the first twelve to eighteen plus months. Yeah. We have those type of businesses because you're trying to get enough cost customers on um, to help make you revenue positive yeah. eventually or revenue zero. And then once you get to that inflection point where you're having uh, churn and uh, growth at a positive area, churn is a positive meaning you're not having a lot of it growth and you're accelerating at a rapid pace. And then you're able to hit that kind of inflection point to say, now we're making money and it's exponential because it's month over month over month over month. Yeah. Well, and, and so what, you know, to what it also allows, right. That the expert, once you pass that inflection point, it allows you to see where the other, other revenue streams that you planned out, other additional revenue streams to kind of take for, take place. Mm-hmm. Right? Then you can add advertising in, or you can now add affiliate, affiliate marketing in. And that's one I, I, I think is, is, is huge for publishers right now if they're not really focused on it. Some of, some of them are um, affiliate marketing, but it's all about, you know, like you said, crossing that inflection point, getting there, and now adding and, and switching up their revenue mix. So, okay. No, that, may, that makes total sense. And then no, thinking about your, your path for going down that road, what's your traditional, like, uh, experience with some companies who are getting it right some are getting it wrong um yeah so again like so the here's the thing so there's subscription isn't just necessarily SaaS companies i do have SaaS, so you can look at quimmy it's a new uh a new entry there's there there's a subscription company got two services one is i think uh, five dollar tier and eight dollar tier. The five dollar and quimmy is a sorry it's a new short form content Provided that's only on mobile, right? So like yeah. YouTube for mobile devices, but you only can watch up to like 10 minutes of a show. Well, yeah, the shows are only 10 minutes, no longer than 10 minutes long. At least 10 minutes a day or 10 minutes or something like that, right? No, Isn't that what it is? No, so yeah, each episode is less than 10 minutes. Gotcha. You're going yeah, yeah. to watch as many episodes of any show you want to, right? But you they're no longer than 10 minutes. And so mm-hmm. you've got a $5 model, which adds has a mix of advertising involved in it as well. So it's advertising, you know, like a, 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 a short commercial that's maybe five to eight seconds, five to 10 seconds, something like that, right before the program right. starts. 
maybe I don't think any, I haven't seen anything in the middle of a program since it's only like eight minutes. Right. Um, but you have that that's at $5 and then you have the option of, you know, upgrading to an $8 model, similar to what Hulu does. Hulu does the same thing. The only, the only like say a content provider uh, that doesn't have that is Netflix, right? They have their, you know, they have their, I think it's $12 a month right now. It's a 14, $14 a month. Like 13, right? yeah, something like that. Yeah, 39. And, they, you know, they streamlined their model too, right? They streamlined their model to just this one tier. Which yeah. makes sense because I pay probably twice that for Netflix. <laughs> Which would you? nowadays. So, hey, should we take a little deviated moment here for a second? Is this doesn't mess up okay. AG? So, yeah. so look at the so Netflix, right? I could see them popping that up to twenty bucks a month because look, they're spending six bill a year on yeah. content. Yeah. Disney though, so Disney, Clyde, you brought this up, Anthony, maybe last week. Fifty million subscribers, they hit that within a third of the time they thought they were going to hit it. Not even a third. Right. They're hitting the fourth. First four months for what they have projected for the first well, five years. A lot years. of those are free though, right? I'm ha- I have it for free right now because yeah. we bought our something for our kids. We got a three month subscription. It ends in May, so I'm like, that's what we're watching for the next month, right? <laughs> Live it up on <laughs> right. that, and we've been tearing it up. Uh, but I don't know after, like I'm a big superhero dude, but in Star Wars, but I, even I might get I need a break. But for seven dollars, I might extend it a little bit. But I think they have enough if they keep pumping out content at this clip. They could pop it up to like 12, 13, which I think is a play or do a bundle like we've discussed before. Yep. With these subscription models, I don't know. So we jump from there to like a Peloton to like Amazon Prime. We're adding three, four different, very different levels of subscription. Yeah, yeah. let's go to it because I think subscription overall, um, it has a very unique uh, approach that you have to continuously deliver value. Uh, month over yeah. month so while you're collecting revenue month over month as yeah. a user you're like is this worth my value so until you just mentioned like in may your free subscription is running out it's a matter of like getting something for free trialing it and if it's good enough you're like oh okay i'll start paying or if yeah. you're like me you forget that you signed up for it and you in yeah. your credit card so you know, and then five months later, you're like, "Yo, I need a refund for these five months." Um, <laughs> Put it but, in the Google it, Calendar, man. That's what I do. I remind yeah, myself. I know, I know. That's, that's like, like, you know, it's one of those. It's one of those things where you're specifically thinking about content plays or value of service at that point where the subscription is supposed to end. So you said yours is only in May. You're yeah, probably but, you probably were a first mover, so it's probably a full cohort of people who are going to be ending during that period. So they'll probably release something the day before or the week before yeah. for your cohort that makes sense for you. Like, yo, Black Panther Part Two is going to come out, and you're like, oh, oh like Mandalorian it. second series for seven dollars. Yeah, I get that. Mandalorian's a dope show. Mandalorian, I think Mandalorian was a, a huge surprise for Disney as a whole. Right, they weren't ready from their other that they they got caught. I don't know how they didn't see it. A lot of people don't understand the uh, Baby Yoda. Right, they yeah. they were ready from the CPG side. Uh, oh, sure. were, they not, were they not trying to? They were trying to surprise the market, but then that you lost all that revenue. Right? Yeah, like, I, I don't I, think they used to care. It's weird. Well, well, they're going to come back for a season two, and they're going to own it at that point, right? So, yeah, yeah. even my little monkey, man, my little guy, he's he's like, <laughs> baby, he's so cute. I'm like, where did you learn that word? First of all, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. so, but, it, it, it speaks to the multiple revenue streams. Like Disney's a 800 pound gorilla when it comes out of revenue stream opportunities. Right, they've been in a CPG game for for decades, right? So they yeah. know that space. They know how to kick ass in it. Um, they're they're jumping into the affiliate marketing side too, right? They're jumping into like the referral links 
And that's huge for companies like BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed is a, a, a huge when it comes down to their referral linking, you know, partnering. We're doing business with Rakuten, a commission jump. Yeah. Um, and for people who don't know, affiliate marketing is is pretty much a referral link business. Or you might have seen commercials for from Rakuten that made a huge onslaught in the past couple months, past year, uh, during their commercials here, where you, a publisher or a website owner, or blogger, whomever, can take links of products that they mentioned in their articles, link it to the the apparel, the retailer site, etc. And when that person converts, goes to that site and, and uh, buys that product, that website gets a commission, whether it's from 1%, depending like if you're, if you're referring like uh, electronics uh, or two, three, five, six, seven, depending on the product. And those are done through these affiliate marketing companies like Rakuten, Commission Junction, eBay, Pepper Jam, and, and the 800 pound gorilla in this country, Amazon. And yeah. they do these referral links. And that is a strong revenue stream. And depending on your, 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 your loyalty of your, of your readership, if, if that's a correct word, you can make a lot of money, a large portion, a large revenue uh, from just re- rev, uh, referral links. And I think if you have anybody who has a website and you think you have a, a strong following, I would, I, would, I would definitely tell you to sign up to one of these sites based off the products that you mentioned in your site that fit um, and have those referral links there where you can really click on it and make some extra cash. You know, if you if you're mm-hmm. if you're getting a hundred thousand people to your blog site, put them refer put some referral links in there. Just don't focus on advertising. Okay. Uh, get some referral links in there and create a, a second revenue stream. I'm going to jump back into your sub model for a second. Subscription model, which is quick okay. tangent. So right. from the VC <laughs> angle, from the VC angle, we love it when we see a company with sustainable revenue stream from subscription because that's like you said, it's it's a monthly rent whatever it is, uh, or, or a dividend of sorts being paid back to us. So then we can guarantee not only do you pay something up front, hopefully, or you get a free, and then you get this monthly because you hook people in. Mm-hmm. And and if you can minimize that churn, as Clyde kind of pointed to as well, uh, we love it from that angle. That's I mean, Amazon was perfect that. They would sell things at a loss, bring you on, bring you into the website, and then you would buy other things at an upcharge, right? And it's just a beautiful model. It's just like the 10 crack commandments, you know? <laughs> Try leaving Amazon Prime now. It's going to be difficult, right? Right. Yeah. They, they suck. They suck. They suck someone like me in, and that's and I and I me and me and buying stuff online is it, like it's like it's it's like pulling teeth, man. I can't like I I want my stuff right away. Like I like the okay. I, I like the I like the I like the feeling of going into a place, buying it, and taking it home. Catching but, coronavirus, buying yeah. it, going to the store. And, 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 I fever. I was still gonna get this shirt though. <laughs> it's but, but but yeah, like it's it, you know Amazon in in today's environment, this is where they lock you in. This is where they they they've captured more people. Just like Fresh Direct too. Fresh yeah. Direct and 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 what's the other one? Uh, Instacart. They've locked people in on this side. It's I why they know. haven't nailed. It's why they haven't nailed fashion yet because it's like you, Clyde, I, I, uh, Anthony, I'm with you. I want to try something on before I buy it because things fit differently. Even if you buy the same large shirt, uh, same brand, same large, it's going to be different depend, you know, at some stores. They're going to fit differently, right? So it's not all consistent. You want to try it. But like things like uh, you know, what we bought, microphones, whatever we've gotten, that stuff you can kind of get standard. You read the yep. reviews. You're kind of good. Um, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I, 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 when it comes down to just the whole revenue model side of it, like, yeah, before you mentioned like, hey, 
you know, a SaaS subscription model is a strong thing when it comes down to how I look at your revenues as a as a early as a company, whether it's early stage, Series A, Series B, whatever. But to your point about Clyde, about keeping uh, uh, making sure there's a value play consistently that you a company has to consistently look at their features and their offering. They got to understand what their clients want and need and what they're not using. Right? If you're adding stuff into a, 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 a one of your tiered services and no one's using it. It might be something that you have to really pull away as a whole, but it is crucial. I think it's just a, you know, ultimately I think it's one of those strong models that, you know, are deliver consistently. I'm not, and I, and I've been always been upfront. Like I'm not an advertising guy, like uh, advertising. Anytime I've dealt with somebody who said, you know, they want to touch the advertising space. I have to refer to somebody else who really knows the space very well. Cause advertising to me is a very complicated space, right? Especially with programmatic, um, and direct buys, et cetera. And that's, you know, that's why I got to bring Clyde in on that one. <laughs> First eight years I knew you, I always thought you were in, I thought sales and marketing was the same thing. Cause that's how <laughs> I'm, I'm removed from it. I am. Oh yeah. Clyde, yeah. You guys do the same thing, right? Clyde yeah. and Anthony. Yeah. Like uh, <laughs> I mean, how many times they're prepping for this? You're like, yeah, you guys do the same thing. Y'all do sales and marketing. <laughs> Anthony, you do marketing, right? No, I don't do touch marketing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not money. It's all the same, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, with that sauce model though, remember we talked about this in an earlier pod of all the IPOs that happened last year, they're the ones that were up 40%. All the rest of them hit the skids a little bit yep. because of what you guys just said. Scale and growth is there. Sometimes low overhead at a, at a reasonable clip. So it's, um, those are nice models to be in if you can get it. Yeah. And, and you see, you know, like when, like I said, the other one was licensing, right? The licensing, they're, they're roughly the same thing, but you're, you're locking someone into a fixed term, right? And licensing yeah. is across the board. It's not just with like the Microsoft or Adobe, as you see it when it comes down to uh, intellectual property of universities, when they license out their marks and tra- your trademarks with Nike or Adidas or Under Armour, they're locking people into a fixed term at a certain fee right up front and maybe residual, you know, and, you know, revenue over number of sales of units. So. All right. All right. All right. I mean, that's, that's, that's great because, you know, early in my career, I was working for a cable company and that's a subscription model, right? You talked about the value proposition, how it eventually died off because they kept on adding more costs and less valuable content and programming, which gave the competitors like Netflix the capability to come in and say, you know what? Offer this very niche programming for a subscription free at a lot lower price and win. Well, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like, I think it's going to, you know, they're already talking about it now. That was, you know, you were on, you were on the operator side, right? You were more on the operator side. Back. Yep. And I was, I've been, I was on the programmer side. So when Netflix came in, it was like, yeah, we're this new company. We need content. Went to all the, went all the program. It's like, yo, extra cash. Cool. Here's all our content. Here's our movie content. Here's our television content that we had. And next thing you know, Netflix skyrockets and Netflix and everybody in the programs go, let's fuck these guys. Let's pull back our content. Right. And, and, and the snowball already started going downhill at that point. There was no stopping that. Give me, so can you, we'll jump out of this. It's like, so Peloton, right? So before this whole thing hit the skids, they were having a lot of trouble. On, on many fronts, right? But they have a subscription model. We thought, okay, they got that $40 recurring revenue stream. They got the whole music licensing thing sorted out. So they're good. They could have, they, they could have probably absolved that for like 200 mil, yeah. pay some people off, get that done, get the, get everyone happy again. 
So now once we come out of this Peloton, people are going to, they're going to miss being outside running and all that. Do you think it's going to die off? I mean, the subscription, so they, they've got the 2,500 up front. So yeah. that's, a, that's a sunk cost for as a consumer, but this $40 recurring that you want as the provider, as a seller from Peloton, you're not going to get that. If people start popping out of those things, I mean, besides Clyde, he's got like four or five of them in his basement, <laughs> which ass dudes, he's like, you, you know, you can't race on these, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a great question because it, it's it's every all the all the uh, you know at home workout equipment the mirrors uh, I'm trying to think of all the other ones but they're all trying to there was something on CNBC actually mentioning about this like what is going to happen right what yeah because gyms itself what they what they did was you know they decided to keep to keep people locked in right to keep people from freezing their accounts or freezing their accounts because I froze mine I was like I'm not paying for you. And yeah. if I'm not going inside to gym, they offered a partner with workout apps and, um, okay. and and was able to provide like these, you know, the full package of service on that app to their, to their, to their, to their customers so they could work out at home. I see it. I, you know, I think Peloton, like, you know, depending, I think Clyde, you know, because he has, you know, a tribe, you know, has a starting five at his house. I can see them keeping, I can see people like you keeping your keeping your keeping your monthly subscription, right? Yeah. And, and well, people like me, fuck you, I'm going back to the gym or No, I hear you. Or, yeah, or I got you. So so thinking about that kind of value proposition is, is interesting because most people who would never considered it didn't know the value proposition of having one. So I kind of counter argue that because now you're getting into people's homes who traditionally wouldn't have you know, consider yeah. it because they're like, oh, I don't want to pay $2,500. So now you got that value proposition. You paid it already. You got it in yeah. your home. So now you just, now you just got to pay the $40. People spend that on drinks at the bar, you right. know, New York City, LA, you know, all the coast cities. So they might as well try. It. And then you, and then you eventually understand the convenience of just walking down to your basement or going into the other room yeah. or, you know, if you're in New York City, walking into the closet and doing it. Um, so having the ability, <laughs> having the ability to find some space to do it, yeah. Versus having to get on the subway, go to the gym, pay your two hundred dollars a month at the gym yeah. or thirty five or whatever, you end up getting the value proposition. So I think it's it's just yeah. an introduction to something new, which not only goes for Peloton or Mira or Tono or all these new kind of products and services. I think having the ability to trial something get used to it, understand what the value proposition is. If it's delivering up on that, then you have the, the capabilities to expand and go further. So you'll have brand extensions, right? That's a, essentially, that's what you want to get. You want to yeah. have the ability to have a great product to start off. And then you introduce all these new things. That's kind of, uh, uh, that goes well with them. Now from you both, you, since you both do marketing, right? <laughs> <laughs> since we established this so every you have in your home you're not really advertising that to other folks maybe on ig or something you're advertising that so another play for them i don't know how they could get into like some sort of merch play so i'm a yep. peloton if they could do some sort of gamifying it competition where you get a certain sweatshirt after you hit so many miles or something that could be so then you wear it out in public people see it and then it becomes like a club or something like that yeah is that, is it's that funny like, that you say that because i actually got an email today where they're introducing um what they're calling hashtags where essentially they're trying to do hashtags to put people in different groups so that you can have these kind of tribes or communities that you're building. 
I can to essentially get that so that you know you start God to damn genius that. over here. Genius, <laughs> there you go. Pay him extra. Well, well, Peloton's doing Peloton's started also started the you know, you can download their app and you can pay for the service even if you don't have the Peloton bike, right? Like you can you can use your work uh, there's your free, there's free everything. Like like a yoga running out, you know, not tethered to their uh you know, the bike or yeah. the thing. There's, yeah, that's good stuff. There's something to it. Like then they also announced like this week or last week, you know, for one of their workout sessions, they had like forty thousand people just doing their workout at that same time. There was some kind of like something crazy. Yeah. Was D Nice DJ in it too? D Nice. He's on everything. That guy's everywhere. D Nice has like the DJs like every night. It still has like ten to twelve thousand people every night. A lot of there's other DJs who pop up who have who have a decent name in the industry. It could barely get four hundred people. Questlove, right, right, right. Gets like five hundred people. Hey, he's winning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about the one who's winning during COVID. D nice. Yeah, D nice is killing. He does he does specials with MTV. He does something. I think he's doing a fundraiser with. I don't know. He did something with Michelle Obama. I don't know if that happened already. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So no, this is a good view of uh, kind of your world, biz dev, SaaS model, specifically the one that you love and like. Do you? And before we close out, do you have any kind of quick notes or hidden gems you want to just spit off on for your list? Hidden gems of uh, of of companies for your topics. Well, so I know again. So I I I I, I, prefer, I want people to look at their multiple models. Like I don't want anybody ever to focus on one revenue stream. I do think you need to have a strong revenue mix to mitigate any kind of losses. Um, and that's why I brought up towards the end affiliate marketing, because I think it's a low bar- another low barrier to entry to get shit done and make some money, additional money. So I, I, I caution focusing on, and I'm not shitting on advertising, <laughs> uh, but I caution people from just focusing 100% on advertising um, and to look at a varying degree of different revenue streams. And if you have any questions, man, you know my handle, AntG35 on, uh, on Instagram. You know, if you have any questions, hit me up. Nice, like nice, it. nice. Thanks for sharing with us. And uh, just so everyone knows, this is the Whiskey Hue. And because oh. we were drinking before we got started, we forgot to tell you what we were drinking. So mm. <laughs> just give everybody a view into uh, our whiskey of, the, of this episode. We want to talk to you about the Centauri Taki Japanese whiskey um, is something that, you know, we figured we'd give it a shot. It's a, uh, you know, really good price point. Um, you know, from a taste perspective, it's it's a little sweet, a little green apples, a little vanilla. That's what I'm tasting so far. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's a fan favorite, but, you know, what do you guys think? I don't have a fine. Right. I don't have a. Fi- I don't have a fine palate like you guys do. I didn't taste any of the green apple. Okay. <laughs> maybe because I just drink it too much. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I lost taste of my, my tongue here. I don't know. <laughs> and no, uh, it's it's um I I've had one for a while. Uh, this bottle and I, I it's 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 a good it's good. It's not my go to. It's blunt. Um, it, and people love that, right? They love that like that hit. And AJ, you said this before. You like the hit to your chest. That's what this is, in my opinion. It's not smooth. I'll put hair in your chest. You, you're too soft, man. 
I thought you were hair on your chest. Hair on your chest. I thought you were an MJ fan. Got to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> Put hair in your ears. That's how you know you. You're like, man, from where? <laughs> you sounded like a LeBron fan right now. No, you, you uh, didn't. Whoa. No, I, no. I mean, I'm a fan of his, but you know, he's another goat. He's goat-ish. <laughs> we're, we're not doing that debate for the fan, for the listeners. There's a hundred. We had like 20 minutes. We started late recording because 20 minutes of debate of. You know, the 98% of the people who agree with me that MJ is the GOAT and the 2% of, you know, the 10-year-olds who think LeBron's the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we even converted Clyde, who's a big LeBron fan. We converted his son to being a Michael Jordan fan. I'm adopting him. He's moving in. <laughs> smart kid, smart kid. I was like, you can take him. <laughs> Save him I, got, I got two more to change, you know. I love him. <laughs> is, is that your eldest one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So the guy who can think for himself doesn't need you to change his diaper. He's like, you know what, Dad? You were wrong this whole time. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like the kid one episode of The Last Dance, and I lost him. <laughs> like, oh, man. I used to look up to you. You told me LeBron was the man. <laughs> you guarantee, guarantee LeBron's working on his 15-part docuseries right now. He can't handle this right now. <laughs> Just wait till <laughs> like, Space Jam comes out. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Who did that first? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, ladies and gentlemen... <laughs> <laughs> this is the whiskey hue check us out on all platforms um go to the website thewhiskeyhue.com shit you should know man are we not doing that i should know that we should do shit you should know so thank you I mean, for reminding me <laughs> you want to do it let's do it since, since, you, since you're ready go for it <laughs> um I'm gonna, I'll, I'll give you two right oh. i'm gonna say zoom zoom has become a verb and I just appreciate this Eric Wan's leadership, man. I've we've all used this Zoom a lot for work and everything, and even you know happy hours with friends or whatever. We're doing it all times of day. I actually like it. I think Apple's FaceTime, Microsoft's Teams has to catch up to these guys because these guys took this market. Obviously, I think not even I think less than ten percent of them are paying customers, and they'll fall off after this whole thing goes back. But FaceTime needs to give you a feature like this. Apple, step it up. And I'm a big Apple fan, as everyone knows. Do this. We we keep resorting to Zoom uh, for everything or Soundcast or whatever we're doing. Like right, so I think Apple and Microsoft have to step up. I, one thing I appreciate Eric Wam when people are doing the Zom or the Zoom bombs, jumping in, they'd see you know bad picks. He took ownership. That's leadership, man. He took the Eagles. That one's on me. I didn't beef up the security, and I they've taken care of it now, and I love that. Last one, I'll leave you. We were talking about Disney Plus content. I would love so Disney owns National Geographic. This show called Year Million. Uh, it's amazing. So I think um, we're teaching the kids with this. We do their regular work that we put on like a, some sort of teaching type of show. And I, I think we're doing it. You know, it's 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 about this one's about neuroscience and engineering, bringing us closer to artificial yeah. intelligence. And it's kind of dope. It takes talks about a girl okay. and I'm not giving anything away. She dies in the first thir- 13 seconds. And with artificial intelligence, she dies in a car accident. Her parents come up to her and with they a robot comes, preserves her brain and experiences so her memories and her feelings and they preserve that in her body so her body now still is living with her memories intact and she goes about her life so it's a million years from now what the world's gonna look like humanity's gonna look like it's true terminator type stuff so it's, there's a lot of pros and cons to it brilliant show though check it out wow my mind is just blowing blowing over here like how am i tell yeah, my five-year-old a robot yeah. Your five-year-old might get my six-year-old was kind of it was kind of flying over his head a little bit. Maybe your five-year-old, well, he's the Jordan fan, so he's maybe you know he's converting. All right, all right, we gotta check that one out. All right, Anthony. Oh my! Listen, I was so inundated with trying to do this presentation today. I have nothing for you. Should you should know today? 
Oh, man. Well, you, truly were, you truly were the Shaq, though, man. You were the Shaq with the Bill Kyrite and Will Purdue, man. You know, that's what we were compared to you today. Shaq, Shaq, Shaq's the most dominant player in NBA history. Okay. He could have been, man. He could he have is. been. He was. He was. No, I mean, he, but I'm saying like, if he would have kept coming in with a Kobe mentality, like just I want to assassinate everyone. Like Kareem, come on. Kareem was a stud, man. <laughs> but but how would we have ever heard about Shaq's rap career if he would have did that? <laughs> Come on, guys. Shaq Fu. <laughs> yeah, something with Fushnickens, right? Fush- yeah. <laughs> he had the hits. Jesus. Oh, man. Anyway, sorry, yeah. Anthony, I cut you off. Uh, no, no. I, well, outside of – He ain't I, got none. I got nothing besides like, the, whole Google, the whole Google Beats thing today that's on top of what you just mentioned was announced. Uh, this might be broadcast a little later after this announcement. Like Google is offering their Google Meets, which is a, a competitive Zoom for free okay. that anybody what? with a Gmail account. So – you know, no one's people are recognizing because I, I was watching CNBC. There's a lot of you know CEOs of companies as where com- people are thinking about going back to work. That the competition is going to get real for Zoom. Like you know, is it Microsoft Edge? Is that what theirs is called? Um, teams, teams. Teams. Excuse me. Yeah. That the 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 online meeting is going to increase. The comp- competition is going to increase. So Google is offering their meets because they're trying to catch up, and I think it's a great opportunity. Listen, they have a suite of services already being offered. And it's yeah. a good way of recapturing some of the people who are skeptical and about Zoom. Anthony's been a big proponent of Google. I think he's on the board or something, man. We <laughs> talk about them. They've got a good suite. You're right. <laughs> Clyde, you got yours? I talk about Microsoft too now. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? And, uh, I just want to close it out. Shit you should know is one that um, hopefully we'll be able to experience when football season rolls around, if it rolls <clears> around, but. Amazon is going to stream NFL yeah. uh, Thursday night footballs through 2022 plus an additional uh, game each season. So this is big because mm. now that the traditional broadcast carriers are getting more competition, they're competing against the likes of Amazon, Apple, um, and then more and more people, as we touched on a little bit earlier, are going to streaming. Um, you know, they're going to be real plays for this for this content. And there's going to be a competitive edge and, you know, to see how Amazon has secured rights in 2017 and renew that for an additional two years. And, and, and the cost that they've experienced so far wasn't really that, you know, it's probably 20 minutes on Amazon of revenue, uh, 65 million uh, for this additional two year increase at 130 million total. So they're not spending a lot of money to get this, to get introduced and talk about that value of subscription service for for Amazon Prime, which is where you're getting content from. They're going to be winning there, but the most most compelling fact is that the streaming services are growing. Uh, specifically, the viewing experiences for games like this is rapidly growing. I mean, I think it was year over year up forty three percent, roughly around seven hundred twenty nine thousand total streaming views of of the last year's uh, football game on average. Football games they had on average. I can see continue to see that that pace expanding. So, shit you should know is that Amazon is coming. For the live sports content, I, I just want to ball out the fact that there's going to be there's going to wars are going to ensue on this whole stream television rights because if you're catching those streaming rights, Amazon and whomever else, that means NBC, CBS, Disney, they're not going to pay as much money if they're not going to get access to some of those streaming rights. Even Thursday, as some of this because I think like millennial generations kind of proven that in stats that they're not viewing sports maybe as some of the older generations right. At, mm-hmm. at the, 
But what we're seeing with this, what's happening right now, we're all at home. I miss live sports, man, a lot. I'm a big sports dude, oh, yeah. as we all. So I think when those other ch- premium legacy channels were like starting to drip, dip off, like they're going to say, hey, your numbers are kind of going down for the future. Now you got these other tech players who can come in and charge it. There's another bidding war that wasn't there before. Yep. When it could have been an opportunity for the networks to have an advantage, NFL still winning right now. So this next contract's me. Yeah. NFL's winning it. I just thought, but the numbers weren't going down for the NFL television rights. Like the viewership was going up. It went up. It went down a year prior, and then it went up this last year a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So interesting. I don't know. It's it's gonna. Can we talk about? Can we talk about one last thing, man? Yeah. Tupac. Tupac. Okay. You hear about this? They found him in Kentucky. You hear about <laughs> this? All right, man. He's alive and well. Tupac Shakur. This is a legitimate case. You got it. You can Google it. So in Kentucky, in, in right, Kentucky, the governor up. had to jump in. So there's someone that applied for unemployment um, using the name Tupac Shakur. The governor came in and handled his ass on air, saying, "This is, you know, this is this is crazy. Whoever this is should be ashamed." It actually is a white dude, 46 year old named Tupac Shakur. Changed his name in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tupac Shakur. I don't know the I don't know if the rap career is going to be lit, lit up again, but we'll see. He might have a D nice coming, but it's a different color. I'm done. I okay. am done. Too much alcohol. Time to go. <laughs> Listen, Tori Taki is kicking it. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. All right, we got to go. Tupac. <laughs> all right, all right. Again, this is the Whiskey Hue. Check us out on platforms. Make sure you rate us on. Apple, Spotify, any rating areas for where we carry. So it's been a good one, fellas. Peace. Peace.